0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So I hope everyone had a great Hanukkah for those who celebrate. I sure celebrate. Very sad it's over, but also kind of relieved because I was doing Vlognica on my channel for eight days straight, straight days of filming and editing, being up very late. Just to get a video up. It was so much fun, but it was exhausting. And now I can relax until I have to go live on YouTube (laughs) this Friday. But anyway, so what I wanted to talk about in today's episode is my spiritual journey. And I almost thought about talking about this on my YouTube channel, and maybe I will later on. I think it would still be great to talk about this in video form. But I wanted to talk more about my spiritual journey just because it's something that I didn't become more open to until this year. Earlier in this year I did make a podcast episode about how much I really like astrology and tarot and I talked a little bit about how I'm trying to learn tarot and I still am and I'm doing a terrible job at teaching myself. I would actually like to purchase one of those courses you can Buy online. They're a little expensive, but I feel like I just need more structure to teaching myself how to read tarot. I bought two books and they haven't well, I don't want to say that they haven't helped. They definitely have a lot of good information. I think just for me, I'm having a hard time retaining information and learning how to read tarot through a book. So I I'd love to take a course and learn how to read the cards with a more intuitive approach. And I think I definitely lost my consistency on trying to focus on having to read tarot once the summer started, especially when I moved into my new apartment. And I just got very distracted. And I want to get back on that. And what's nice is hopefully my new ADHD medications will start kicking in. I just got prescribed new medication this past weekend and i started taking it on sunday so far it's done a little bit to help with me paying attention better when others are talking or i'm able to retain things a little bit better but i still think that i'm spacing out a ton my motivation and energy still really hasn't picked up yet i don't know i just feel like maybe my dosage isn't strong enough But I am going to take all of the pills that I was prescribed for this whole month and then I'll talk to my doctor and be like, hey, I think we need to up my dosage because I'm only seeing small change, which is good. But I want to see big change, not small change because my ADHD is very severe. So anyway, back to my point on my spiritual journey. I've always really been into spiritual stuff. And part of that does tie into my religion. Which is interesting because Judaism and our calendar revolves around the lunar calendar. Which I think is really cool. And that is why different Jewish holidays will pop up on different dates on the regular calendar calendar. And people say, well, why does this holiday come on this time of the year? But during a different year, it's at a different time. And that's just because it's based off the lunar calendar. And the lunar calendar is actually consistent with its moon phases. But it will have different dates. But with the Jewish calendar, it revolves around the moon, but it has consistent dates in terms of holidays like so for an example hanukkah is on the 25th of the month of kislev which is a hebrew month in judaism so another example of where holidays revolve around the moon is sukkot so i don't remember the exact date of sukkot on the jewish calendar which is really bad because i should know that but it will always fall during the full moon whether it's in September or October it just depends on the month that uh, Sukkot falls under within the Jewish calendar and how it converts over that's when it is but it always revolves under a full moon under the harvest moon because Sukkot is the celebration of harvest and tabernacle and I think it's really cool how the full moon during that time because different full moons have different names like there's the pink moon, there's the super moon, the buck moon, the beaver moon, and then there's the harvest moon and that is the moon that Sukkot falls under and that is exactly why I have this really weird obsession okay no alana it's not weird you're allowed to be obsessed with the moon i need to stop downplaying my hobbies and interests and stop feeling like something i like is weird because it's not weird many people like the moon the moon is beautiful when i was really young my dad used to have this telescope it wasn't a very good telescope but I would like using it sometimes when I was younger so I could see the moon up close and that was really cool and it made me very happy. So I've always had some sort of connection to the moon I've always really liked the moon looking at the moon and just wanting to be more in tune with the moon and I never really spoke about me liking the moon with my friends and my family mostly because I was afraid of getting judged, which is sad. But at the same time, there are so many people out there who are very judgmental about the spiritual realm and how a lot of things are very occultish and it can be against certain religions and this and that. And for me, I'm just like, I don't give a shit because if you think about it, Jews love the moon. Because our fucking religion revolves around the moon. So I don't know why. I was so insecure about the fact that I really enjoy the moon. I love looking at the moon. I charge my crystals when there's a full moon. And I'll talk about crystals a little bit. But I've just always wanted to be in touch with the moon. And this year is when I started making a routine for the full moon. And I'm really excited to show more of that in a video. But for now, what I can tell you what I do on every full moon is the following. I will cleanse myself with Palo Santo, which is basically like a small stick of wood. And it smells really good when you burn it. You can, you can also cleanse yourself with sage. But I choose to do it with Palo Santo just because I feel like it has a stronger cleanse than the sage and I sage myself every single morning so that's probably one reason as to why I prefer to use palo santo during the nighttime. and then I will do an oracle reading with my moonology oracle deck if you're looking for a great oracle deck I definitely recommend the moonology oracle deck because it is just one of the most comforting oracle decks that I own I really like using the oracle deck when i need to know something regarding a certain time and i like doing it based off moon phases and they have certain spreads for different moon phases so i always do the full moon phase one and then when i do a monthly reading for myself for the new month i will do it typically on the moon phase that's close to the new month typically i do a spread when it's a waning crescent that's always like the closest time and the new moon doesn't exactly happen until we're a few days into a new month sometimes it will be a new moon reading I typically never get to do new moon readings it ends up being a waning crescent reading anyway it's a great Oracle deck and I like doing an Oracle deck on what I need to know during this full moon or going into the next day And going into the new lunar cycle. Or as it's a new one's going to be starting. Another thing that I do during the full moon is I charge my crystals. So I prefer to charge my crystals with moonlight. I mean there are so many different ways you can charge your crystals. You can use a selenite crystal. You can put it in water. You can put it out in sunlight. I choose the moonlight because the sunlight can actually damage a lot of crystals it can fade the color and then it loses its energy so I don't want to take my chances with that so I just play it safe I let my crystals hold a charge for about 28 to 29 days and then when it's a new moon or not a new moon when it's a full moon I will spread my crystals out along my windowsill and I let the moonlight shine into the crystals and charge them so the energy is there so that's what I do. And then I like to drink some tea during a full moon as it's a great way to just cleanse my body internally and it just puts me in a very tranquil, peaceful state of mind. That's another thing that I really like about my full moon routine. A lot of people like to make moon water. I personally don't do moon water because I think that's like more for spells I mean, there are other uses for it, but I'm just like, "Eh, I don't need to make moon water. It's not my thing. And the way you make moon water is you just take like a liter of water. You place it out by your windowsill. So it gets the energy and the moonlight into the water. But I don't really have too much of a desire for that. So I don't do it. And then the final thing is. I do a little bit of journaling, and I will write down my thoughts during the moon. And one thing that I actually do want to do, which is going to start next month, I bought this moon diary, and it's actually by the same person who created the Moonology Oracle deck. So every night now, to my night routine, I'm going to add in journaling my thoughts down based on the moon, or just how I'm feeling that night it's like a separate journal entry from what I do in the morning because in the morning I practice gratitude and um, manifestation and I also do my daily affirmations as well so that is how I do my journaling in the morning but during my journaling at night I want to start using the moonology journal to journal any thoughts I have down regarding the moon or how I'm feeling that night whatever the case is. So I'm really excited to start using that journal because it's been sitting on my bookshelf for a couple of months now and it's getting lonely and it really wants to be used and written in and I'm just thinking be patient please because I am getting there like we're almost in January hang tight. (laughs) So yeah that's a little bit more about why I find importance and comfort and I seek comfort when it comes to the moon. Because it really does tie into my religion. And I've talked about my religion. The fact that I'm Jewish on this podcast before. I've talked about my struggles with my identity. The things that I like about being Jew- about being Jewish. And how I am a proud Jew. Despite how I've been hurt and burned by religion before. But being Jewish is a huge part of my identity. And I feel like the way that I connect to Judaism is... In terms of spirituality. Ends up being with like my. Me just. Sinking with the moon. Practicing that spiritual self care. I haven't really dabbled too much into Kabbalah. Kabbalah is Jewish mythicism. And that's like a whole other thing in itself. But I don't really practice that. Or believe in it. But it is common. And it is something that can. Um be a great spiritual path for jews and i don't take that route but i really have just always been into like astrology like the sixth sense psychics tarot i've done spells before and they didn't work and i'll explain why they didn't work (laughs) in just a little bit because they were love spells um yeah embarrassing but for me I just wanted to accept and embrace it like this is who I am like being a spiritual person and wanting to practice more more gratitude and affirmations and being able to love myself has definitely made me a happier person and I really regret not coming out of my spirituality even more or earlier because like I said it wasn't until this year where I really just accepted that this is what I like about myself this is what I want to start doing to take care of myself I want to add more crystals into my collection I had only had two crystals I had an amethyst and a rose quartz and that was it and I really wanted more I really wanted to dive more into crystal healing. There are people out there who don't believe in crystal healing, who don't believe in astrology or anything that's very witchy in finger quotes as I like to say, but I do believe that crystals are onto something. I really like having crystals near me when I manifest, when I write in my journal. I feel a lot of peace coming through the crystals. It helps me focus better when I have a crystal near me. And crystals are just beautiful in general. They definitely make great decorations within the home. I have a nice little crystal collection. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video on my crystal collection. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty small collection, but I think I do have enough to say that like, I could make a YouTube video out of it but I use crystals every single day and a lot of the times I use it with my tarot readings as so I can use a crystal to spread the energy of my tarot throughout my apartment and throughout my body. One thing that I'd really like to get into maybe earlier in 2022 is to start practicing chakra healing. I did buy a crystal set based off the chakras and I'd love to learn more about that just because I think balancing out your chakras helps you stay focused, it helps you stay grounded and that is always something that I can really benefit from. I don't always know how to keep myself grounded at times especially with all the mental health issues that I struggle with. I would love to be able to Do something like that and to learn more about it and to practice it and see how it can help me. So I really do like crystals a lot. I think they're beautiful and I do believe in the energy that they can bring and one thing that I like to do is if I'm crying hysterically or having like a mental breakdown for no reason and it's just my anxiety getting to the best of me, I really like to hold a crystal within like the palm of my hand or like play lie down and place it on my heart and breathe with the crystal and that helps calm me down so I believe that there are powers I guess you could say or good energies within crystals I know not everyone believes in that stuff but I do believe in it and it's something that I really enjoy And like I said, they also make great decorations within your home. So even if you aren't into crystal healing, at least they'll have crystals in your home just because I think they make a place look really nice. So yeah, that's my take on crystal healing. I've always had two crystals, but I wanted to get more into crystal healing this year and practice it more and... Find ways to put it in my life every single day. And that brings me a lot of joy in my life. And then when it comes to astrology, I mean, I won't touch too much on this since I already made a whole podcast episode about it. But I always knew I was a Scorpio ever since I found out what zodiac signs were. I didn't know what my moon and rising sign was until 2021 because I felt like 2021 is kind of a year where astrology got even bigger than what it was before I didn't really know what like the moon and rising signs were until 2021 when more people kept talking about it and I was thinking to myself okay let me see my birth chart and see what my moon and rising sign is and let me see what this is about and if it can help me understand myself even more and when I started studying my birth chart It all just made sense, which is incredible. I've mentioned before that I'm a Scorpio sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Leo rising. The Leo rising makes so much sense for me because Leos come across as very bold and confident and unapologetic, and that's exactly how I am in real life. I tend to be very bold. I'm out there. I just don't really give a shit about what people are thinking about me anymore, and that perfectly describes a Leo. And your rising sign is how people perceive you. So if people were to meet me, they would think I'm a Leo based off how I come across to others. So they're going to see that I'm bold, that I'm loud, that I'm confident, and they're going to think, "Oh, she must be Leo." Nope, just kidding. She's actually a Scorpio. But she is a Leo rising, so that could be why you think she's a Leo or you think I'm a Leo is what I meant to say. But I definitely believe that there's some truth to astrology. I don't think it's a science. People call astrology a pseudoscience, but I'm like, it's not even a science. So why are we calling it a pseudoscience? It's more of just an ideology, if anything, really. Astrology is simply about the placements of the star constellations. So I don't think it's a science. But it's definitely an ideology and it's an ideology that I believe in and I've always resonated with. I always like to compare and contrast compatibility between the two signs and now I'm not picky when it comes to signs, when it comes to dating, but I might raise my concerns and be a little judgmental be like, oh, he's a Gemini, I don't want to date Gemini, but... That would be a really dumb thing to not give somebody a chance just because he's an air sign. So just in my past experience, I've gone out with a couple of Aquarius men. They suck. Um, Libra men I don't do well with. Gemini men. Just I don't know if he's an air sign. It just does not work well for me. I've always gotten along with men who are typically earth signs, which would be Virgo, um, Taurus, and Capricorn, and then water signs, which would be my sign, Scorpio, Cancer, and Pisces. Oh my God! Give me a Pisces man, and you'll make me so happy. I love Pisces men. My ex was a Pisces. <laughs> Clearly, he's a bad example because him and I are not together anymore. But I've just always gotten along really well with Pisces men. And I will, there's always been some sort of chemistry or like attraction between me and Pisces men. So it's always just a little bonus if they have a compatible Zodiac sign. But obviously that's not going to be a deal breaker for me. That will be a deal breaker to some people. A lot of people actually. But for me, not so much. But I will say when I'm using Bumble... There is a bias that I do have where I will swipe left on a guy that has an air sign. But on Hinge, you can't put your your sun sign on there. So if I match with a guy, it's just, it's risky and I just have to kind of accept what it is. And here's Elsa meowing. Hi! So Elsa's a Gemini in case anyone wants to know. Which explains my cat very well because apparently gemini cats are very playful and rambunctious and that describes miss elsa to a t so yeah she is my little gemini cat very crazy very playful always meowing always has something to say when i record a podcast it never fucking fails never fails whatsoever Anyway, I'm trying to think of what else has been really relevant within my spiritual journey. As far as meditation goes, I will say meditation has been something that I actually don't really do. And I just think that's because my ADHD gives me a hard time with that because meditation requires you to be very focused. And let's be real, I'm not the most focused person. I mean, I'm hoping like, over the next few weeks that my meds will help that even more but if it doesn't then obviously I'm gonna add for I'm gonna ask for a dosage increase I'm really just enjoying the path that I've been on and being able to blend like my spiritual side with my Judaism has definitely made me a lot happier in who I am and just simply going on about like why this is how I am. It just makes me a happy person. Oh, and then going back to the whole spell thing because I don't want to forget. So I have done spells in the past and just so we're clear, I don't really do spells. That's not, it's not for, it's not to say that it's not for me. It's just that I don't really like doing spells just because I feel like I always conduct them wrong. And if I wanted to do something like that, I want to make sure it's done right. So I just have this. I've decided to just not mess with spells. But when I was in college. I would do spells on trying to better my relationships with some men. One guy specifically in college. I'm not going to say who obviously. Because awkward if they're listening. they be like what the fuck this crazy bitch tried to put a spell on me. Well guess what? Don't worry. It, it didn't work. Because what I realized is that. You can't make somebody like you or fall in love with you. And I wasn't trying to like make somebody fall in love with me. It was more of like, I want to just be together with this. I just want to get together with this person. I want us to be a couple. It did not work. I did this on another person later on in my life. And it did not work because you can't force love. You can't force relationships onto people. And that's probably why these love spells didn't work. Because you can't force feelings as it's very inhumane and unethical. And even the deeper, magical, dark powers know that. And they don't let stuff like that happen. So, I gave up on spells. At least love spells, that is. But one thing that I do like as a good alternative are intentions candles. So if you don't know what an intention candle is, it is a candle that will have a theme. So it could be love, money, healing, whatever it is. You light the candle or no, back up. First, you write your intention of what you want from the candle. So let's say it's money. I will say something along the lines of like, I want to make more money or I want to pay off my debt and then you place your intention underneath the candle so you can write it on like a sheet of paper or something and then you light the candle and you let it burn and then it will attract what you're trying to manifest so when I was in San Francisco over the summer I went into a metaphysical shop and I bought I bought a money intention candle Because I was unemployed and I was job searching and I was getting frustrated with my job search (laughs) at that time, I knew that I was in, I was about to approach like the final stages of two companies, one of them being my current company. And so I bought this money candle and what I did is I started lighting the candle when I was wrapping up my final interviews with these companies. And I want to say that it worked because i got a job from one of the places that i was wrapping up interviews with and i was also getting many many interviews from many companies and it was really exciting but then i had to back out at different processes just because i had accepted my offer with my current company and so yeah i want to say it worked I'd like to try a love candle, maybe just to like attract more love into my life or like self-love or maybe just attract maybe a relationship coming my way. I do have a love attention candle. I bought it last month at the Portland MeWe Fair, which is a metaphysical fair. And so I bought it, but I haven't used it yet because I'm just waiting for the right time just because right now I actually don't want to date. I probably won't date until the New Year starts again. I just have been very burnt out with my dating life. And so I am like, I'm going to pause my dating apps because they're making me sick to my stomach. The quality of people on there just have been making me really unhappy. And I just don't have the energy to date right now. So that's probably when I will use my intention candle so I can attract the right kind of love in my life. So yeah, that's the little um, embarrassing story about trying to do spells and why I'm not about them and why I prefer intention candles instead because I see it as a way of more of manifestation than trying to force something on to someone else or trying to force something out in the universe. I've always just felt like spells can be really forceful and unnatural. So that's why I don't do them. But other than that, I would say that kind of just gives you an idea of like my spiritual identity and the spiritual journey that I have been on through this whole past year and how I've opened up more about it. There have bits and pieces um, about it throughout my whole life where I didn't talk about it. Like I would never talk about it with people when I would go see psychics or when I would get tarot readings done for myself. Or when I would read up on astrology even more. I mean it was always a great thing to talk about with my friends. But not everyone's going to have the same interest as me. But I was always quiet about when I would talk with psychics. Or get a tarot reading done. Just because that is where I felt like I was going to get very very judged. And now I don't care. I'm like okay I saw a psychic. I got a psychic reading done last month at the Miwi fair and it was great and so eye-opening and I had a great conversation with her. She didn't do a tarot reading on me but she did an oracle reading and she was able to like use her intuition with my intuition with the cards that I actually pulled. She asked me to shuffle the cards and then she would go over the cards with me. And it was just a really great experience and she gave me a lot of great insight for a problem that I'm having in my life that actually has nothing to do with relationships but just another personal conflict that again I mentioned I think last week where I don't want to talk about it online so she gave me some really good guidance for that along with other things that she could see happening in the future so it was a great experience. There are definitely good psychics out there and there's definitely some really bad scammy psychics out there. I think the ones who don't match your energy levels and aren't very intuitive are definitely going to be the worst psychics and they're just doing it for the money and they're not really actually wanting to give you guidance. So yeah that's my take on it. I mean I'm sure people will judge me as they're listening to this but I don't care because This shit makes me happy, and at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. And I'm proud of the spiritual journey that I've taken step by step and slowly becoming more and more open about it in my life and implementing and adding new daily routines into my life to incorporate spirituality. So yeah, it's a great experience, and I'm going to keep doing me on that. But I'm curious to know if anyone listening has their own spiritual identity. Whether it's religion or if it's like witchy stuff like that I mentioned. Or if maybe you don't have a spiritual identity at all. I'm curious to know. So you can always email me at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com to share your unapologetic experiences with me. And I'm always happy to read them out on the podcast I do get them every once in a while. So don't be shy. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye, y'all.